The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Did you know that all pet owners are required under the Animal Animal Health and Welfare Act to allow their pets to practice natural behaviours? Uh, this includes providing exercise. But what about those icy winter days which are ahead? Uh, vet Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet, is here to talk to us about the challenges of walking our dogs in the winter. Pete, good morning. Good morning. I didn't realise it was an, an obligation that they have to be allowed their natural behaviour. They have so to. So allow the cat to kill the birds. Allow the cats carry out behaviours similar to killing birds. So that's why you have toys like uh, little uh, ones with feathery bits at the end for the cats to chase. Yes, you should, you should make sure that your pet exhibits mm. natural behaviours and that then stops them having aberrant dis- behaviours of stress yeah. and so on. But and that means, you, you, in theory, you shouldn't neuter your dogs. I mean, he deserves his natural ah, now, rights. Now you're getting into complicated <laughs> philosophy, Pat. It's probably beyond our chat this morning. But yes, indeed, in sc- some Scandinavian countries, it's against the law to spay and neuter dogs because it's seen to be a mutilation for our benefit rather than their benefit. So there is an argument there. Okay, now, um, a more normal thing that they mm. require is exercise. Yes, absolutely. And look, it's, it's not just because you're legally meant to do it. It's because it's for the good of the animal and indeed for the good of you as well. Because a dog that's well exercised is going to be a more settled, more balanced, mm. happier dog who's easier to live with. So there's lots of reasons to take dogs for walks. Now, what are the main inhibitors? The main inhibitors is that people can't be bothered, frankly. And I, I know of plenty of people who say, well, look, I've got a big garden. My dog's quite happily running around the garden, gets loads of exercise. What are you talking about? The point is that for a dog, it's not just the physical exercise. It's also um, it's the, the smells, the sights, the socialising with other animals and people, going to different places. For a dog, staying at home all the time is like us being confined to prison. What is the required exercise, would you say? I mean, obviously, there are big dogs. If you have mm. a tiny little dog, walking around the block is a marathon. Yeah. If you've got a big dog with a long stride, walking mm. around the block is only an appetizer. I think the easiest way to look at it is a, a time basis. So, on average, a dog should have about half an hour's exercise twice a day, on average. So, you might say, well, I can't do that. Okay, so 45 minutes in the morning and a short walk in the evening. But on average, if you can aim at spending an hour of your time exercising the dog. Now, remember, it's not just the dog you're exercising. You're also exercising yourself. Like Kira Kelly's idea of, a, of she's doing a, um, 100 walks, 100, 100 days of walking half an hour every day. For human health, it's great as well as for dog health. Um, but as well as that, it also helps to bond you with your dog. If you're spending time exercising your dog, you're also connecting with the dog and that's really good as well now what about uh, the dangers to dogs I mean um, I I mentioned one of my own dogs uh, went into a watery uh, pond on Mm. Kalani Beach and came Mm. up with a slit uh, leg Mm. and the Mm. blood was pumping out Mm. an emergency case in in Mm. effect Mm. Um, even chasing a stick can be hazardous chasing a stick is unbelievably hazardous and people don't realise this until it's too late. So what happens, I've talked about this before, but it's worth re-emphasising it. When you throw a stick in the air, often it will land on its side, the dog will grab it, bring it back to you, there's not a problem. But just once in a while, the stick will land in the ground like a javelin. It's now a, a rigid, pointed object 
sticking in the air. Your dog runs onto it full tilt and the, the, the end of the stick goes to the back of their throat and causes a big laceration. So I've seen dogs die on the spot because they have major blood vessel penetrated by that. But um, as well as that, you just end up with nasty cuts, which, which cause real mm. difficulty. So don't throw sticks. Get a tennis ball, throw you know, one of those chucker things. Yeah. They're the best way to exercise yeah, a dog. Yeah, because uh, you can throw a hell of a lot uh, farther than you can. could with your normal and arm. And it's very safe. Yeah. Um, what about a coat for your dog? Um, I think if you have a small dog with a fine uh, fine fur, definitely a good idea. My own little dog, Kiko, she doesn't like going outside without a coat in winter weather because she's too cold. She knows that the coat makes her feel more comfortable. If you have a big dog with a shaggy coat, well, then it really doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He won't like it, probably. They, 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 no, they, they, they're designed, like a, a dog like a husky is designed to be in, in, in bad weather. And what about cats? Do we need to do anything we for them or no, do they cat, just get out and about and do it, whatever is required themselves? I think cats are much more uh, self-motivated just to go out and get busy, if you like. If you have an indoor-only cat, yes, you should spend time every day with them, at least 20 minutes every day playing with them to, 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 to energise their brains and to use up their energy for sure. Yeah. Now, some of the... Questions coming in. I have a Cavalier King Charles female who will be 11 years old in March. She has five slipped discs. Surgery was not an option due to fragile bones. Her back leg weakness is getting progressively worse. No toilet problems so far. I've ordered wheels for her, but she finds it almost impossible to move about the house as I've hard flooring. She's on pain medication, but I'm not convinced she has pain per se, but she is finding life very difficult, barking when I leave the room for even a few minutes. I wonder, do I need to consider euthanasia at this stage because I want to do what's best for her? That's a really sad and complicated case. I do think this is a situation where euthanasia can have a strong role. You do need to talk to your vet, make sure there's nothing that you're missing there. But in general, if the dog's suffering from weak back legs because of pressure on a spinal cord from slipped discs, that's something which often is untreatable, unfixable, and the quality of life will gradually decline. Now, the thing is, with dogs, we can say to them, look, we're going to bring your death forward, so you're going to die in six months rather than in two years. And your dog will look back at you and wag their tail because they don't understand that. If you said that to a human, they'd be filled with fear. So animals aren't afraid of death in the same way as we are. And therefore, we have, I think, a duty to make sure that they that they enjoy every day. And if your dog gets to the stage where your dog is not having fun, where indeed is miserable, then I think we have responsibility to, to, to end their life. Now, it's always very difficult because it's all your emotions coming in. Um, you People feel they're murdering their pet or something terrible like that. But you have to remember that dogs live in the moment on the day Today, the present, now is what's important. And if now isn't any fun, then they're better to have today taken away from them and indeed tomorrow taken away from them. It's difficult, though. Can you ask Pete if I could give my eight-year-old Parsons Jack Russell CBD oil for arthritis, which our vet says is not treatable except with anti-inflammatories, which he's been on for a couple of years, not very successfully. And what would the dose be? That's from Noreen. Well, CBD oil is still a little bit, I suppose, experimental out there. We're still waiting to have um, good validated research done. We were talking about it this morning. We had uh, Mm. uh, Celtic wind crops uh, talking about their CBD oil, which is made from hemp and pressed. So it's, you know, they control the process from start to finish. Well, this is a situation where the, the products have got ahead of the science, especially when it comes to animals. I know in humans it's used for some types of seizures. It's used... Um, some sort of psychotic disorders. It's not going to do um, the dog any harm, of course, Well, it, well, it appears. Well, there are some side effects, so it's hard to say. I mean, rather than going straight to CBD oil, I'd be saying to this person, look, talk to your vet about 
other methods of treatment than just anti-inflammatories. There are actually, there's like a, you should be able to create a patchwork of, 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 of treatment, which includes some pain relief, some which work in different ways on the brain rather than actually on the joints. A whole bunch of, out of a number of dogs out there that might be on four different medications for arthritis, all of them helping in different ways. And CBD oil isn't yet on my list because there isn't yet evidence that it's really effective for dogs. Our Cocker Spaniel is suddenly and inexplicably refusing to go out for her walk since last week. Up to now, it would be the highlight of her day. She has a heart murmur and so usually gets two or three short walks a day. She's not unwell, eating normally and doesn't appear to be in any pain physically when she's out in the garden. When we try to force her, she growls and is snappy. Any suggestions? That's from Mabe. Doesn't want to go on the walk but is happy to walk around the garden. Well, there's loads of possibilities there, and they really need to take that dog to the vet to have the dog checked out properly. One of the things that would be high on my list would be the possibility of back pain, because back pain, dogs can't say to you, oh, my back is aching today. But what they can do is they can growl at you when you try to force them up. So that's an example, and if your vet examines your dog carefully all over, they may well find a focus of pain, and that could explain why your dog's not walking. But there's lots of other reasons too. Okay, well, uh, that's about all we've time for. Loads of calls uh, coming in, but Mm -hmm. your message today is no matter how inclement the weather is, get Get out out there. there. Get out there. Exercise yourself, exercise your dog. And, you know, even if it looks a bit miserable from the inside, you'll probably find it surprisingly enjoyable and your dog will love you more for it. Yeah, and no such thing as bad weather, only bad, badly dressed for the weather. Bad preparation. Bad preparation. (laughs) 